Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is Mr. Tony Housie. He is in the Public Affairs Office at Camp Ripley. And, Tony, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. I should also uh, introduce you as a veteran, because on this Veterans Day, you are a veteran, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. How many years did you serve, Tony? Uh, I did 22 years altogether. Some of it was active duty with the Army, and uh, others was uh, with the Minnesota National Guard. Wow. Well, thank you very much for your service and to all of your comrades and to all of our veterans out there. Yeah. In fact, that's a a good place for us to start. Uh, As a veteran, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, you know, it almost <laughs> it almost catches everybody off guard and puts them on the spot because it's it, it's it's interesting the the difference um, in, in different people and how how they recognize Veterans Day and whatnot. And I think across the across the force across um, and, you know everybody's different perspective. N- nobody has done what we do and continue to do and have done. Um, for a thank you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we don't necessarily, um, we don't necessarily um, prepare for the recognition, right? And, and there are certainly, there are certainly folks that, um, that that don't want the recognition because they they feel that what they did or or had to do or whatever wasn't wasn't worthy of that. But yeah, um, but but yeah, as as a veteran, it's it's really appreciative to be able to. Um, have uh, you know, especially a day set aside that there's a level of recognition and a level of esteem that goes along with that. That um, that as a member of the community, you're you're appreciated by uh, by the other members of the community, and, and they want to show their appreciation, and that's that's comforting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Tony, uh, Veterans Day has an interesting history, doesn't it? It it does. I mean, it originally started as a as a recognition of the of the end of World War One. You know, the the armistice, um, which happened at the eleventh hour on the eleventh day of the eleventh month in uh, nineteen eighteen, and they you know they wanted to acknowledge that anniversary, and that um, that really just kind of snowballed into what became Veterans Day, and and how we recognize our. Uh, our 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 war fighters, our, our, our heroes, our and heroes, our yeah, service members, yeah, yeah. And we should make the distinction between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, shouldn't we? Yeah, certainly. A, a lot of times they get lumped uh, together. I, I think a lot of the holidays that focus around the armed forces kind of have a tone that go with them of um, acknowledging the ones that that didn't come home. Uh, and and uh, you know, of course, that's an that's an important part of. Uh, of of everything of, mm-hmm. of healing and of, of moving on and, and preserving that memory, uh, but Veterans Day is really about the recognition of, of the of the veteran of the ones that went, um, experienced things and saw things and 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 through every organization through around the world, you know the the, the term of veteran or experienced person. Somebody that's been there and seen that and has the knowledge might not be able to run as fast, but. Uh, has the knowledge of mm-hmm. of getting through things, you know, that's uh, it's a very important part of the organization. Yeah. Wow. Do you know how many veterans are currently living in Minnesota? Uh, you know, we're somewhere around the 
500,000 mark. I oh, mean, we, wow. we really do just have a ton of of veterans um, a lot from all over the branches, across the branches. And, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit better than 16 million uh, veterans in the United States, and, wow. and we have a huge population of them. So, mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well. Wow. Yeah, and I I know uh, there's a ceremony in the nation's capital today that takes mm-hmm. place, but across the country we we do want to salute the military on this Veterans Day. And you know we've said this before, but uh, being a veteran uh, and being in the military, uh, your family kind of is in the military then too, aren't they? If you remember, they they are, um, you know, and there's there are veteran. Uh, there, are, there, you know, there are veterans and their service members that uh, their families are a part of it as well. And, and, and uh, as far as the military goes, as far as the organization, we always think about that um, when when we're making the decision to to put our service members into harm's way or to ask them to sacrifice, yeah, um, you know, birthdays and baseball games and things like that. Uh, in, in a lot of cases, uh, service members have kind of a lineage uh, within their family of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going going back, you know, several generations in some cases to to their families that have served. Very true, very true. Now, this month of November is the month of the military family, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nationwide, we're celebrating that. And I know my brother is is a veteran of the U.S. Forces, and um, just to think of his kids and his wife especially, you know, and all the sacrifices that they had to make. And, yeah. I mean, she we call she put on her big, girl, her big girl pants, and, you know, she was I, – I, every time I talk to her, I, just, I still don't know how she put up with him being gone so much and raising those kids. And it's just – I mean, we salute you guys as well, absolutely. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's uh, shift gears a little, and uh, uh, if you will, Tony, bring us up to speed on what's going on at Camp Ripley right now. What what kind of changes, what kind of uh, things are going on? Well, we are... um uh, we are adapting to the governor's uh, latest message, the latest guideline, guidelines that have come out from the state and from the Department of Military Affairs. So, you know, we're going to make small adjustments, and we've been making adjustments ever since, um, ever since the, you know, the, the fight against COVID really began. Right. But we want to do that so we can, um, you know, be able to be the best environment for our customers, so they can continue to train, they can continue to develop their programs, and. Uh, you know, we want to do that healthy um, and safely. So, uh, you know, we're focusing right now on um, the space that people can use. And like for what, it, it's it's a different circumstance uh, downrange on the rifle range or, or whatnot. The units are doing their best to maintain social distancing and, and proper guidelines. But once they come back into containment and utilize our classrooms and our barracks and things like that, we just want to maintain that social distance policy and and all the different guidelines on how to be safe yeah and uh i would think that your uh, largest group of employees the maintainers there have uh well their mission continues but part of it is cleaning and and sanitizing (laughs) isn't it (laughs) 
Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we've never seen such clean maintainers around here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's incredible. Duty change. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing they're doing a big job. They're still uh, recovering vehicles and um, getting equipment ready for uh, an upcoming deployment for our, for our uh, units that are going out, and then. Uh, the potential training that's going to take place between now and then and, um, you know, what our normal summer would look like once uh, once training begins. Hmm. And how about the Camp Ripley environmental teams? Are they still hard at work this time of the year? They are. They are hard at work. They, you know, we, they help administer our hunts uh, and, and we had a really good harvest uh, of deer this year. Did you? Uh, there was even there was even an alleged sixteen pointer that came out. What? Uh, from our last our last hunt, but nobody seems to have gotten a photograph of that. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's a deer camp story or not. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> It'd be nice to know. Oh boy! Right. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, how about uh, partnerships? Uh, do you continue to uh, have the facility in use by, I know, law enforcement and so on? Are they are they still coming in? They are. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of law enforcement, a uh, big turnaround of, of different organizations that are coming up here to do their qualification and a lot of their classroom training. So they they use a lot of our space. Uh, you know, it's a good partnership, and, and we appreciate their their business. So, uh you know, being able to interact with them uh, as we have, you know, throughout the throughout the year, as far as interagency partnerships and state active duty, and then to be able to um, you know, turn around best practices to see what works out the best for everybody. Okay, and a question for you, Tony. I know you know back before all this. There's, I mean, civilians can come onto the camp, and there's a museum, right? Is that all kind of closed down right now, or how is that working, if it is at all? No, yeah, the museum is still open. Okay. Uh, they're doing their their winter hours, so they're um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, ten to four, uh, and they can still come on. They're uh, they're in the process of uh, figuring out their uh, new location, which will be off base. Mm. Oh, really? Um, you know, ho- hopefully within within the year or, or so, um, they're going to start start building, and they'll they'll actually be off base close to. Um, 371. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, specifically, um, as you plan ahead, uh, are, well, first of all, I should ask, are there specific, uh, if you will, trainings that take place here as we uh, get into the last, uh, what, six weeks of the year is really what we're down to? Usually usually we see our uh, our orange snow plows kind of wrapping up their last course, uh, but they're, they did local training this year, so they're not on Camp Ripley. Yeah. Um, a lot of our units that are coming onto base right now are just wrapping up some weapons, individual weapons qualification. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we're going to start uh, start to see uh, a, a little bit of a transition where we're, we have a number of out-of-state units that are coming up, uh, and they're going to take part. Uh, they're, they're going to utilize Camp Ripley as a winter training area, which it's it's very winter and it's very very cold here, so you get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, where will these uh, units come from? Because I find it always interesting when we have some of the units from the deep south coming up to experience a Minnesota <laughs> winter. That's a real treat for them. Isn't a real it? treat. 
Yeah, I, I, the, the way our schedule is looking right now, we might be seeing some folks from Georgia coming up and experiencing a little bit of the cold, oh, cold Minnesota weather. So that will be a good story, I think, to put together. <laughs> and last, uh, <laughs> last year, Tony, you also had a Navy dive team that practiced under the ice. Is that happening again? They are, yep. They're returning. Uh, they even sent up some... Um, some equipment early so we could put that in the lake prior to them coming coming up and their uh, their plan is to recover the that stuff from the bottom of the lake can no i won't even ask (laughs) is there a certain lake you can't tell us probably we'll we'll send some pictures out (laughs) okay there you go i understand (laughs) but yeah they're uh, they're coming from virginia so they're uh, they're out on the east coast and um you know, probably basking in the sun right now, but they they will be here uh, in January, at the end of January, and they'll uh, go under the ice and work on that. Okay. Now, looking a little even farther ahead, I know is it usually spring, beginning of summer, the Norwegians are coming. Are is there plans for that to happen this year in twenty twenty one, or is that maybe on hold? Or, or, or do you have any information? We've uh, we actually just had a meeting with them yesterday, and we've we've been standing really close with them about um, how how things are transitioning uh, locally and and internationally. And they're mm-hmm. they're going through an exercise right now um, uh, nationwide. They're working with all of the, the uh, Ministry of Defense and their and their different organizations to. Um, essentially secure their borders and whatnot, and that okay. that applies a lot to COVID um, and, and the movement of, of folks and everything like that. So right now, the exercise is on hold, but uh, we're, fingers crossed, we're hoping things will lighten up here. Yeah. We do, too. <laughs> All right. And and I haven't heard, uh, Tony, and maybe you know or maybe, maybe we don't, but uh, once this vaccine comes around, I know I've heard things that the medical folks will be first at getting vaccinated. Where does the military stand in that pecking order? Do you know? I I do not know. Okay. That's a good question. We do have a lot of folks that are uh, activated through state active duty that are assisting with um, with the testing and then, yeah. then, and then potentially the vac- vaccination. So um, I will see how we fit in. Yeah. In fact, I, uh, if anyone watched 60 Minutes over the weekend, uh, the military is in charge of the distribution, and uh, they had a general on. He had a lot of stars on his uh, <laughs> uniform. He was but, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> but they were talking about how they've decided this will be a military, uh, if you will, operation, operation mm-hmm. to get the vaccine to the hospitals and all the places where uh, the vaccinations will take place. And I thought that was fascinating that they, they are depending on you guys to get it done. Yeah, yeah, a lot of our organizations have the the unique experience of having to do this uh, in different places around the world. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not necessarily this this vaccination, but um, you know, through the different uh, international aid packages and teams, and uh, even the deployments. Once we, you know, w- once we organize ourselves within within the local government, um, our forces tend to help with these types of events so uh, we are uniquely qualified to best be able to best be suited for this interesting well it'll be it will be interesting to see how this goes forward yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well finally as we wrap up uh tony once again we just want to take this opportunity to to thank you for your service on this veterans day Mm -hmm. thank you i appreciate that and to all the veterans out there we salute you on this day thank you for your service yeah Tony, thank you so much for being with us, and we will visit again next month. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Tony Housie is with the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office. He is also, as we mentioned earlier in the show, a veteran of 22 years in the service. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found online on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.